This is Planet Wall. Okay, we started. So, my guy, um, not too much bounce here, but um, uh, this know. is not my podcast, so I can't throw bounce around. So. No, no, you can, you can feel free, but at the same time, though, you know, because we're trying to be, we're trying to be as um, sensitive with the subject as much as we can be lighthearted about it, too, in a good way. You know, when you talk yeah, sure. about when you talk about mental health. And um, uh, you know, to many people, it's not something that they have an idea, or you know, they it's some it's 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 loose. It's a loose based concept, and at the same time, it's more defining than anything we we discuss. We discuss. Yeah. So anyway, just I've already done the whole definition part for people, but for you, what what's mental health to you? Like, like what? How does it? When you hear it, what what comes to you? Um, for me, I feel mental health is uh, state of your mind where how healthy or unhealthy your, your mental space is. Speaking from experience, I've been on both, both ends of the scale and Mental health is, for me, is the state of your mind. How, how healthy or unhealthy your, your, your mental space is. Okay. Okay, so from, from what I understand you saying is that this mental health can be described as a space through which your mind operates. And um, the factors that weigh into that space determine how functional or how... Um, you know, that there are positives and negatives. Because when you said on both ends of the scale, that, that, that means you're talking about positive and negative mental health, right? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, mental health simply can be stated as a place where that space needs to be protected. Yeah. Where space, there should be balance because you can't be too high and you can't be too low. Right? True. Yeah. True. Yeah, there's, you know, like, there are many things that can power, power your day happy 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 i mean even jesus wasn't happy 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 he had his moments where he was like you know what i'm going to pull away from everyone else and like zone in on you know my objectives and it didn't mean that he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't um happy either he was just he was in this space where he could he was in collection of all his thoughts he could collect all his thoughts he could zone out um and protect his objectives because it's yeah. you know he could his his mind like from, yeah, because yeah. what interaction what interaction does to you is the fact that you interact with people you when you have inter, when you have quite uh, intelligent conversations with people you you have like an open mind and you can be and you can be influenced yeah. Yeah. So you are living your mental like when you have interactions with people, you are leaving your your mental space open to yeah to mental space. You get yeah. you are, you are assimilating what they feel, and at some point, at some point, your your mind is basically going to 
information and try to do something with it. It's how the human mind works. You yeah. think you forget it, but at some point, it is somewhere in the crevices of your mind and it is going to come out sometime, either immediate or in the future. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah. with you. I, I really feel like, like what you said, you know, that for protecting your mental space, right? And um, that when you interact with people, your mind, your mind is open to the possibility of all the information that you're gathering, right? The and mind that, is open to that world of information. You are basically just, when you listen, you are basically just downloading information from their state of mind. <laughs> Good, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, the funny thing, when, when you receive the information, you're now comparing it with the information that you have in your own state of mind. And the thing is, if you are not convinced, if you are not so much convinced on your own information, that is where influence takes place, and then you can have things like peer pressure. Exactly, you can have things like trauma. You can have things like, um, you know, the 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 there's PT is it PTSD? Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, I PSTD or whatever. I'm not really about pick it up here. But basically, you're in this space where many things can change the flow um can change the flow of where your thoughts may be heading in a certain direction automatically due to the influence due to whatever it is that came in it can completely alter and shift things in a different direction and um yeah can i give can i give like an instance yeah, go ahead go ahead something that like in the environment that we find ourselves in like the average African home, I think a lot of the children in the average African home grow up traumatized. Yeah, that, that's a fact. Yeah. And it is from very, very simple things because uh, I think our parents, they did wonderful jobs raising us, but they didn't pay enough, enough attention to mental health. Like the previous generation, basically, they didn't pay yeah. enough attention to mental health. And a lot of us of doubt problems, self-esteem issues, yeah. and a lot and emotional issues. Like most people don't know how to handle their emotions because in the African home, you are thought that as a man, if you show emotions, show weakness. Yeah, you're, you're more cool by the environment around you. Yeah. I, what, I, what I really want to talk the instance I want to give is basically on the instance of comparison. And how it affects, yeah, how it affects your mental health. Because your parents, like African parents, basically one thing they are guilty of. The average African parent will compare you to the next to your to, to the next child. Yeah, the, the, the average African parent will compare you to the next child. From and it is their own state of mind. You get it is their own state yeah. of mind that oh, why is my child not like this child? Why is my child not like this child? And they project yeah. that state of mind on you, the child, consistently. And yeah. you, the child, looking up to them, your mind is opened to their own state of mind because you have put them in a on the, you have put them on a pedestal, and their opinion is something you take you take serious. Yeah. So they keep projecting their own insecurities of why their child is not like this other child. Mm-hmm. And then they keep projecting it on you and you grow up, keep asking, and you grow up asking if you would ever be enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you yeah, I'm still just saying that. I you grow up with self-adopting yourself. Your 
communicate. You know, you're saying about parents, right? Mm-hmm. Let's even flip the script like this. The parents in question, are, are you also not sure or are you sure that they're not also in a case of trauma from the generation that prior? That is it. It's like one thing about us, like that. I think like in Africa, uh-huh. Nigeria basically, in Nigeria basically, we are like first generation that is, that is actually taking mental health mental health serious. Mm-hmm. Because it is in our generation that uh, drug abuse has gone really 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 high. It's in our generation that suicide is almost like an every week something right now and because we have decided to pay attention to it we have found out that most of our parents grew up traumatized yeah yeah most of of our parents grew up traumatized and so they raised us the only way they knew how to Mm -hmm. good exactly let me just come in there you said the only way they knew how to good you do know that information that is passed down you know, we talked about the mental space, protecting mental space, and then interact. Yeah. Now, the information that has been passed down to them, they are working with information that they've received. And for them at that point in time in history, that's the information that's been developed to that point thereof. Yeah. But then again, don't forget, back in the day, it was easy to influence people because the sources or channels through which information passed through was linear. Yeah. It was just in one direction. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, diversified where people have certain levels of exposure the information was strangled to a point where you could you could turn people into zombies practically on a certain level of thinking you understand that right so automatically when we enter this our own generation where it's like uh, you could call it f1 generation for mental change right or mental health awareness and it's almost like oh wow okay so this information is out there this information is out there you know, and you're thinking about it like, wow, wow, all right, how do we deal with this? Okay, you know, automatically there's a breakdown because you're like, people hearing the information are like, so I've been living life for someone else. Now we have this whole self-love vibe that goes around, right? Yeah. And even that information is misconstrued. Like, the purposes for the message of self-love is now passed on to to go beyond just you know coming to a state of awareness of who you are and embracing yourself or who you are and not to negate change but just being able to be comfortable in your own space and, and comfortable in that which you believe is just know who you um, are and with it yeah yeah but now it's more of a case of like it's not projected as selfishness it's not projected as um, um you know all manner of negative things and that's not what that was not the intent and purpose of what self-love is I think what I feel is that while self-love is basically knowing who you are and loving yourself without apologies like I mean the word says it all but for me the point of self-love is from self-realization you understand like when you when you realize who you are then you know like oh this is the type of person that i am and i'm willing to accept myself this way and live my life without any form of regret or apologies for being who i am yeah be not apologetic but then the thing is there are a few people that have been extremely but doesn't negate the fact that self-love is self-love.
love will always be important. Now, a lot of people, yeah, a lot sure. of people will call it selfishness because you are thinking about yourself. But how many of us are? How many of us are really, really not thinking about ourselves all the time? Because I've had no, I've had, in, no, no. I've had instances where parents will say you are being selfish because you didn't, you didn't do, you didn't go into the line of study they want you to go into. But then, if you think about it, they are also being selfish for wanting that, for wanting you to go into that line of study because of maybe i don't know there's more finance in it it's better for the family name those are all selfish yeah 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 that, that, that that's the point i'm trying to make that they're, they're projecting look, their own look, while everyone own, um, like I, i've read articles and people say that our generation like the millennials as they call us yes they say the millennial generation are a generation of sports entitled and selfish children but you want to know the truth about it. What I really feel about it is the fact that if you don't take care of yourself, no one will. Okay. And at a certain point, at a certain point, we all we all need to exhibit a certain level of selfishness to think about ourselves. Because if we are if we are not the best versions of ourselves we are going to project that on our immediate community and then the circle just keeps going bigger and bigger and until it becomes a wildfire that can be stopped yeah that can be taken so yeah. basically at some point we basically have to be selfish for ourselves and the thing about self-love self-love and emotional maturity go hand in hand that's where emotional maturity comes in for you to know when to be able to do certain things for you to be able to consider the the the, uh, the dominoes effect of your actions around your community. Give that me. Good, good. Now, good. Now, I, I'll I'll just stop you right there. Here's 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 what here's what all the combination of all we said here. You know, we've spoken about self love. We've spoken about protecting mental space. We've spoken about the interactions. Now we're getting into emotional maturity. <laughs> all these things right my guy all these things here stem from your mental space yeah that 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 place where there is balance if you don't have balance right there are things that will spike too high there are things that will go down too low you understand and the 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 i said well when we're talking about our parents not necessarily even just african parents but uh parents all around the world the information like i said out there they're, they're giving us what they, they've heard. Imagine a father now, right? Who had this from the guy of his own father. He had their perceptions of what he should be, right? So he's in his mind, even though he may not agree with whatever the situation or conditions they're putting forth to him at that point in time is, for him, he now imbibes it and, and it becomes like a subconscious plot where as a parent this is what you do you dictate to your children and you let them know you dictate and decide their destinies or their futures whatever the word you want to use but what i'm saying here in the here and now is that we've come to a point in time where we realize that in as much as we say self-love right and as much as, as self-conscious as we should be we do know we also should hold ourselves accountable and responsible to the fact that what we project on the inside 
being conscious and aware of who you are is different from projecting your consciousness or your mind state onto someone else because yeah self-confidence and yeah you understand and it can be misconstrued to be one and the same but they're not one and the same same thing comes with self-awareness and you know self what i call it exuding you're exuding um or projecting yourself onto another person right and that in itself is intolerable whereas the person who is projecting his or herself isn't balanced isn't in control and human beings since the dawning of time have lacked control some have been able to fight beyond it and those people who've been able to fight beyond it are the very elite but even at the elite level it's so hard to be able to maintain a certain level like okay i'll bring it down to a simple example like look at us now you know we both love football mm-hmm. right you know our generation we've had the last a decade and a pl- plus a decade plus years with you know ronaldo and messi and you can be on either side of the fence you know and, and why they're elite is because they've been able to control the requisite stats the requisite talent the requisite ability to be at the top for that yeah role. and there's things going to it you know people talk about ice baths you know um training by 4 a.m in the morning you know like going beyond the level that as it where is acceptable and is put out there because prior to them you know we had we had a lot of stars you know you know you could it, one team could have like two three four five stars you know right and we just thought before they came in there were like so many stars you know you had you know you had ronaldo you had Thierry Henry, you had um, david Beckham, you had all manner of people right but these guys and took it to a different level so you know like they transcended beyond the level that there was in such a way that now there's such a gap between the level of greatness that they achieved and what is here now and suddenly it's almost like when they retire it's it's going to feel a bit different football is going to feel a bit different when they're not there you can't come almost, right? so it is going to be level of football well, is going to be different yeah. when they retire yeah, yeah. So the point I'm trying to make here is this: for individuals, for human beings, change, breaking through your limits, taking yourself to the next level. These are things that have to be considered before you think about exuding or projecting your in quote thoughts and opinions yeah. onto other people, and even them who, as it were, are elite. You don't see them coming out to give long speeches about okay, you know, like. At the end of a game, post-game interview, they hardly even talk to it. There's nothing much to talk about because it's all about in taking care of the process and doing the process. Not much about talking or wanting it into the public or the media. Often, it's even backfire on you. So if you check, most often, most often, the post post-game interviews or the interviews or whatever the case may be, are few or second to none. Why? Because they don't really have the time to go into the schematics of talking. They rather just do it. You know. True. Sure. That's an old. Nike, but whatever you know, just they just <laughs> do it. You know, so <laughs> so anyway, um, I I just feel like in terms of mental health, um, at this point in time, I think we've established that people it's not really tricky, and it's uh, and as much as it's tricky, that there, there, there's just so much to it. There's so much to unravel. It's not a one day thing. You can sit down and say, okay, no, 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 no exactly but that there must be consistent effort to make change there must be consistent desire me, to make change like, and you know the- mental health is like 
it's, it's your life journey, guy. It's something that there's there's no there's no casting stone way to it. Like mm-hmm. it's a process and it keeps going on and on and on. And as we mature, our mental health mature with us, like and we get to see things from different lights. Yeah. Yeah, different yeah. spectrum. And then we'll be like, oh yeah, a younger me wouldn't have known this, but thank God for knowledge now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you know you know yeah. the feeling. I know like there are, th- there are certain things that Oh, I remember when we were younger, bringing back the Ronaldo and Messi, this thing. I remember when we were younger and we were legit get into arguments over Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, I'm going sure, older, sure. like, nah, man, let's just enjoy these guys when they're around. That's that the, and that's the same thing with the mental health thing. Like, not that you're around, maturity. but there's maturity. Like, as you, as you move forward, you get to understand that, yes, while you need to be selfish for yourself, you are also part of right. an ecosystem that requires balance. Good. Good. That, 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 that requires that the information you've absorbed from yeah. the system, you're not having to develop it and give it back even at a better place than when you found that True. information. So that's pretty good, man. Yeah. That good. yeah, that's pretty much it. I, you know, I invited Rasami on the show, so um, later on, he, he did some, he gave me a few sound bites, so it'll play Immediately after this record, you know, did, you know after the, after this our own segment, okay. right? So uh, our viewers have a lot to listen to, um, and I hope they enjoy it. Oh, cool. Oh my god. Oh well. My god. Thanks for having me. Hi, my name is Rasami Akbet, and today I'll be talking about mental health what is mental health to start with mental health is simply the health of the mind just like we have physical health health of the body for example we also have mental health there are there is good and there is bad mental health good mental health can be said to be when the mind is in a good state, a state of peace, relaxation, calm, and positive expectancy or anticipation, just staying positive altogether. That can be said to be good mental health. Bad mental health is when the, or shall I say, mental health challenges is when a person's mind is clouded with you know um, negative thoughts and negative emotion and virtually all the time this can play out in different ways sometimes it's anxiety you know so um so what are the causes of bad mental health bad mental health can be caused by a variety of problems or a variety of stimulus 
you know it could be childhood abuse trauma or neglect it could be social isolation or loneliness it could be maybe the person experience discrimination and stigma for example you know it could be a situation whereby the person was at a social disadvantage you know maybe poverty or probably was in debt it could be bereavement you know losing someone close to you family member one other thing we take for granted is severe or long-term stress because many a time people are working you know we're in nigeria for example and i will be focusing my talk on my country where we are so we're in nigeria for example and um you know people work really hard for peanuts for example it's sad it's a sad truth but it's the truth you work really hard for peanuts at the end of the day so long-term stress you work so hard and you're you reap only very little from all the hard work you've put in okay another cause of bad mental health is you know having a long-term physical health condition that was my case you know had a physical condition that always made me think I was at a disadvantage to others so it caused me some mental health challenges unemployment in this day and time of corona you know losing one's job can can put someone in a very 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 bad state mentally drug and alcohol misuse obviously domestic violence bullying okay significant trauma as an adult you know um like those in the military who have seen a lot of killing and death and uh, probably times where they have feared for their lives yeah you know also you know head injury or injury or whatever that also can cause um, bad mental health now for me i had a mental challenge my major mental challenge was anxiety and it ran for quite a long time through my secondary school days to probably my third to f- and mid final year in university i suffered from a, an illness sickle cell am- an- a- anemia and uh, growing up was pretty difficult because i was virtually always the sick little boy who never played never found outside in the rain was never found outside under the sun was always indoors you know and all 
but um, it continued for a very long time up to university as I just said and I was always at the point at, at when I was younger I was always feeling like I didn't measure up okay I always felt as though I was not enough and I was always a burden to my parents to my siblings I was always a burden and um, it shaped me in a way and made me feel very insecure and vulnerable which I hated feeling I hated that feeling so much and it made me very reserved and very alone I became a lone wolf always never found with with the crowd never found with people just alone most of the time and it was very unpleasant because I did not know how to communicate with people and not feel sorry for myself okay or not make or not have or not have them feel sorry for me also because I did not want anybody's pity so I was in a very bad place bad place very self-centered obviously because I was always thinking of myself and how I felt and I didn't really care much about other people's feelings And growing up in my university days, I tend to find myself very anxious, going through anxiety attacks very frequently. Nothing less than at least four anxiety attacks in a week. And at the time it increased and became even worse. Because I always thought I can't make plans. Anytime I make plans, I tend to have a crisis because that is what it's called for sickle cell patients a crisis. And it completely destabilizes me and I lose track of what I wanted to do because I'm in so much pain and ill. So I couldn't make plans, long term plans. I just live my life as, you know, <laughs> pay as you go kind of thing. Just live, live the life in a moment not really thinking ahead of the future or whatever just dwelling in the present constantly dwelling in the present so at the point you know finish getting close to finishing my program in university i started getting anxiety attacks because at the somewhere at the back of my mind i realized that i was not going to amount to anything because I had always lived, you know, without making plans and in fear of the medical condition I have always popping up at very odd times and completely destabilizing my routine or itinerary or whatever. So I started suffering from anxiety attacks more often than not. And depression obviously set in and unfortunately when depression sets in sets in 
suicidal thoughts are not too far away. That is the progression, you know. Anxiety is simply living in fear of a possible future that you have not yet seen. So it's really a trick the mind plays on you to get you depressed. And what is depression? Depression is simply a state of feeling hopeless, feeling dejected, complete despondency, okay? Just hopeless that um, this or that is not going to fall into place and constantly just feeling, having low spirits, so to say. So that's how I felt basically through my days in the university and uh, on getting out I knew that I cannot keep feeling this way and so I made better efforts in living more healthy. Living more healthy means having less crisis and having less crisis means gaining more stability in my life. So I strongly work towards living more healthy, you know, eating right, having healthy routines and all, so I could get more stability in my life. And with the aid of, by the aid of my community, I'm a Christian, so with the aid of my Christian community, my friends, my family, my brethren, uncles and aunties in the fellowship who are doctors and psychologists and all. They helped me get back on track. One thing that was key in putting me on the right track and giving me mental stability and taking away my, helping me deal with the mental health challenges I had was setting goals, meeting goals, okay, setting goals because goals give your life shape, they make you work toward achieving something, so setting goals was a huge factor, since I had always lived in a state of, you know, just go with the flow until my next the next time I break down, that's how I always lived previously. But I was encouraged that by improving my diet, improving my activities, my healthy health activities, making me live more healthy, I will find more stability in my health issue and I'll be able to achieve more just by doing those those little things. Which I did and there was obvious progress. So I then started making, setting goals for myself to meet. And setting goals means I have to work intentionally towards achieving them. It's not going to be a luck thing. It's not going to be, I'm not going to stumble on meeting my goals. I will have to work towards achieving them intentionally. So setting goals 
and setting goals also means that you have to improve yourself in order to meet those goals improving oneself by getting more skills and getting skills make you makes you relevant getting skills make you see yourself as someone that is needed someone that has a purpose has value has use in the community in society also so setting goals gave me a reason to get a couple of skills and applying those skills helped me achieve my goals and these goals were very feasible and physical goals example being financially stable okay being someone that was trustworthy and someone that could be counted on by others being someone that is always ready to jump in to assist people whenever there's need those kind of things really set me on the right track set me on the right path towards being mentally stable achieving a good mental state and since i'm a christian i will never i cannot make light of the fact that prayers he took prayers and study of the word of god he took prayers of friends and family he took their prayers and he took their guidance and he took them always being around always showing me that they cared and they loved me and it helped to stabilize me in stabilize my mental my mental health and give me you know a good mental health until this very day i can say that i have to a good extent been mentally stable okay and uh, yes every day there are challenges where you can't really meet up with the expectation of society but it does not mean that i have it doesn't it will not it doesn't mean i am lacking it just means that there are more challenges for me to overcome and uh, every day i'm working towards overcoming those challenges i'm working towards achieving more and i know that if I continue to set goals for myself, if I continue to meet those goals, if I continue to be of use to my community, if I continue to be relevant, if I continue to build up myself, I will always be a person that has a purpose. And because of that, I'm not going to feel like a third wheel. I'm not going to feel like a deject. I'm not going to feel like I do not matter. And... It will not make me depressed or make me anxious for anything. Hence, I will live in good mental state. So that is my story in a nutshell, and I hope it can inspire others out there. Sign me up. And that was Rasame, everyone. 
Thank you so much. I truly believe that from personal experience, um, it puts things in context. It's not. It doesn't seem far away and theorized and things that people just say on media, say through channels, say through whatever platforms that they can come through and it can seem, you know, um, logical and so straightforward and easy to do. So life isn't straightforward and easy to take on. It's, it's much more than that. And, um, no experiences are the same. No situations or uh, the environment to effect change is the same. However, um, the application the desire and dedication to get get it done is what we're after. And having a base from which you can operate and do things really clearly and be able to achieve your goals, your expectations, to, to be able to meet up at whatever whatever the situation may be. We be we believe that mental health, I believe that mental health also is a is a challenge for many people because it can alter completely it, like a seismic shift all that you had hoped to accomplish all that you had hoped to be personally as an individual um, how much it can change you and and your outlook and your perception and things that you conceive to put out there can, can switch completely uh not to just drag time, but give, for instance, a, a lady who's been jilted, right? Um, pending how she processes rejection or um, betrayal or whatever the things, the things that can come in, automatically, her perspective, if she doesn't keep those things in check, they change completely. Things like hatred, things like um, whatever, whatever the case may be, they come in immediately and... It can completely shift who she is and she, she begins to operate differently. The way she conducts things differently. Her outset, her mindset, her outlook, completely different. Everything changes. So <clears throat> we just hope that in spite of all this that's been said, that it reaches you in a place where, say, you don't have it all together. Because just like you, we don't have it all together. But we hope that there's this fortitude that you build from someone else's experience, from, from teachings that we, we've clearly documented here on, on this series of episodes for mental health. We just hope that it's something that speaks to you and takes you to a different place. Um, if you have questions, if you have a need for more information, material to be put out there on mental health, you can simply reach me at my email at walldreams at gmail.com and I'll go over it. Go over the first part. It's W-O-L-D-R-E-A-M-Z at gmail.com. On social media on social media platforms, um, Instagram Twitter, it's Wall Dreams. The same thing, just Wall Dreams. Search for it and, you know, it comes up. And you can hit me up there. You can slide into the DMs and I'll respond in kind.
Tonight